to MedJabber and Jabber Talks, where medical device and life sciences experts come to collaborate. And now, here's your host, Eric Keeler. Cardiac and vascular diseases continue to be the most common cause of death in the Western world. Globally, more than 700,000 patients undergo coronary artery bypass surgery annually, while about 600,000 patients have vascular surgery procedures performed. Medistim's mission over the past three decades has been to serve patients, surgeons, and healthcare providers with innovative and cost-effective medical devices that measure blood flow and visualize arthrosclerosis and thereby help improve the quality and outcome of cardiac and vascular surgery. Today, Medistim's proprietary products are regarded to be the standard of care in most European countries and Japan, while market adoption is growing in the USA, Asia, and Middle East. In addition, Medistim in Norway represents about 100 different medical technology companies as a distributor of their products in this country. Medistim has wholly owned subsidiaries with marketing and sales organizations in the USA, Germany, the United Kingdom, Denmark, and Norway, in addition to a global distributor network representing the company in more than 50 countries in Asia, Europe, America, and Africa. Medistim ASA is listed on the Oslo Stock Exchange and has its global head office in Oslo, Norway. 12 as Vice President of the U.S. Sales Team. He has extensive experience selling surgical devices and managing sales teams in the medical device market. He served for many years with Smith & Nephew's Endoscopy Division, both as a sales representative and the Director of Sales for the Central Region. His most recent position prior to joining Medistim was with Richard Wolf USA, where he served as their National Sales Manager in Spinal Endoscopy. He holds a degree in management from the University of Minnesota Carlson School of Management. Mike, welcome to the call. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay, good. So, Mike, could we just tell the audience a little bit about many STEM and uh, some of the clinical spaces you're having an impact on? Sure. Uh, well, Medistim is a Norwegian company, so we've been in business over 30 years. Um, we're a small company, so uh, but we we are publicly traded. We're traded on the Norwegian Stock Exchange. We do have fewer than a hundred employees and fewer or less than a hundred thousand or one hundred million dollars in revenue yearly. So small company, but we're growing, and the stock price has been reflecting that growth over the last several years. So yeah, in early early 2000s, the U.S. subsidiary uh, was established, and uh, for a while they distributed their product via Medtronic. But uh, mid-2000s, we started to move towards a direct sales force. So that's where we're at now. We uh, participate in essentially three different categories. But they're all surgical. Uh, uh, one is cardiac, and that's about 80% of our business. Um, the second is vascular, and the third is transplant. So anything that uh, has to do with vessels and blood flow and measuring that, that's where uh, our device and our our uh, company participates mm -hmm. in. Okay. 
So could you just give us a, a quick overview of your, your product line? Uh, you mentioned several different areas there, kind of what what the your product line consists of. Yeah, well, we manufacture a device uh, that's based on ultrasound, and what we do is uh, we provide interoperative, uh, uh, well, how would you describe quality assessment and uh, interoperative guidance. So uh, we uh, manufacture flow probes, and what a surgeon would do is they put this uh, uh, probe on a vessel and it uses uh, transit time uh, flow measurements to provide a volumetric uh, flow measurement for the surgeon. So um, majority of our cases are coronary artery bypasses. So before they close the patient up, what they'll do is they'll put this flow probe on the vessel that they just bypassed and uh, they'll get a reading from our device and we'll give them a volumetric flow, which will also provide um, uh, evidence of uh, potential technical errors. So it allows a surgeon to make any type of adjustments before they close the patient up. It provides them a quantitative figure. So when they uh, close the patient up, they have something they can quantitatively uh, look back on and on what they can provide the patient. So uh, we have, it's a, a device called the MiraQ. It's a, um, a family of products, um, and then we have Flow Probe. So it's a fairly limited product lineup, but uh, yeah, the Flow Probes are ultrasound Flow Probes. Plus, we have a secondary modality, which is ultrasound imaging. So our device combines both Flow Probes and imaging into one platform, so surgeons can uh, yeah, pro it provides them guidance throughout the surgical process, allows them to make uh, any changes. Uh, based upon what this device tells them during the case. So I imagine the overall goal here is you allow the hospital to sell better outcomes. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's exactly what we're doing. We're uh, in this environment. It's actually a pretty good environment for us. Is uh, yep, it allows a hospital to catch any type of uh, technical errors before they close a the patient up. It's going to reduce bringbacks. It's going to increase uh, quality and uh, better for the patients, better for the surgeons, better for the hospitals. I imagine you know you're you're fairly new to the market over here, but I imagine you have the European uh, market and that over there too, where you've got some pretty good data to back up why they should do that. I imagine. Uh, we do. We uh, it's uh, the market penetration in Europe and Japan, and yeah, uh, Europe and Japan mostly are seventy percent plus. So uh, it's almost a standard of care over there and it's on their surgical guidelines which you know that that certainly makes a difference as far as uh, uh, gaining acceptance to the technology so um, we have a rich history in Europe and uh, although we do have some competition uh, we we uh, pretty much dominate the the market okay so you're in a leadership role as president. So what all does your role encompass? Could you tell us a little bit about your leadership role? Yeah, well, my leadership role is, uh, well, I'm charged with uh, uh, gaining market penetration in the United States. It's the largest market for uh, Medistem. It's an important market. So what they're looking uh, from the U.S. is uh, gaining penetration as quickly as possible. So we have a nice uh, sales organization organization over here. Um, my predecessor has done a nice job at establishing uh, a great organization. So we're just trying to build it as fast as we possibly can. 
and profitably. Okay. Okay. So, what if you could share, you know, maybe a few of your successes here in the U- U.S. marketplace so far? Sure. Uh, well, we went through a uh, presented to the board probably about three years ago a sales expansion where we expanded our sales force by about fifty percent. Fifty percent sounds like a lot, but we have a small sales force. But uh, we went uh, from uh, I think eleven sales territories to eighteen sales territories, so that's significant. Uh, we actually, we, we, that's not correct. We added five new sales territories. However, we, um, promoted two sales people to regional managers. So we have full-time regional managers Then we backfilled their position. So it took quite a bit of, uh, manpower and hiring and building out our organization. But, uh, the results of that have been fabulous. Um, we've been able to, uh, move our sales uh, firmly into double digits and uh, we've provided record profitability. So um, that's really where we need to be going is, is accelerating our growth in the U.S. and um, the sales expansion was uh, very, very successful. So um, any any particular areas of the company, uh, a country where you're you know, like extremely strong in right now? We are doing, you, yeah, we're doing very well in Texas. We're doing well. It's more in the southern band. So you go out through Texas and um, uh, Georgia, Tennessee, and we're doing very well up in the northeast with uh, in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. So those would be our strongest markets right now. Okay. A- any reason you'd attribute that? Just more thought leaders in that area or? or? Well, I would, you know, we have some... Uh, some of our strongest salespeople are in those regions, so I think that's first and foremost. Uh, I think some of the volumes are stronger in some of those territories. Um, that would be the second thing. And I think some of the burdens to access, especially in Texas, it's a little easier to uh, start with a deal and get a push to their administration than it is in, in some other parts of the area. So um, it's utilization, it's, it's, it's sales power, and also um, just some of the uh, hospitals that we're working with, they require, you know, less administrative hassles, I would say. So how do you see, uh, see right now as like affordable care, current uh, Affordable Care Act under the current situation? Is that a barrier to entry for you or is it a plus for you and what you're yeah, trying to do? I would say it's or? a, yeah, it's, it, it's a plus. Uh, where we, where, where it gets challenging for us is a couple of things. If there's uncertainty that, it tends to stall things. Um, but I think overall, the Affordable Care Act has helped us. However, deals do take longer. Um, all of our, you know, we sell directly to hospitals and we're going through more uh, 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 committees to get approval. And so the the process to actually get a purchase order is, is longer and more arduous. But... Um, with that being said, we, we've, we've been successful. And a, another challenge for us is we have no national contracts. We're a small boutique company, so we we really don't have the manpower to uh, uh, establish national contracts and contracts with IDNs. So uh, that's been I, a challenge. I would imagine that, I, I imagine that is a challenge, yeah, and as far as the, the – yeah, because you are dealing with a, you know, certainly capital – capital component here, I'm sure probably has to go through the budgetary process too. 
Yeah, exactly. So I don't know if I explained it quite well enough, but uh, our device is a piece of capital equipment. It's right around 100000 And then we have probes that are, I guess, um, they're not disposable. They're I would call them consumables. They're like 50-use probes. So those are an ongoing purchase. But then we do have a piece of capital equipment that needs to go through their approval process. We do have a bit of a unique uh, financial solution where we internally we finance all our own deals. So if, uh, again, what we're trying to do is, is build our market as fast as possible. So we will uh, do a paper procedure. We'll do a lease. We'll do a hybrid. Whatever works within the hospital's uh, constraints, we'll work with them to just get the device in the hospital and, and have it benefit their patients. So uh, I guess the we've kind of touched a little bit on my, you know, as far as some of the challenges that you're having, you know, again, it's a capital piece. It's uh, the sales cycle, I imagine, is, you know, quite, quite long in, in some instances. Uh, but uh, any other challenges you're facing as far as adoption here in the U.S.? Yeah, the biggest challenge we face is indifference from the surgeons. Uh, we have about 20% market penetration. So that means 80% of the surgeons are not using any device to uh, assess their their graphs. So, you know, the biggest the biggest challenge is getting a physician uh to think differently about the way they're practicing and to understand that this this is good for their practice, it's good for their patients, it's good for the hospital. So, um, you know, we need to provoke, we need to prod, we need to persuade these surgeons to uh, really understand the technology, the power of the of of our device, and how it's going to help them. And um, that's that's the most challenging is try to get some, these physicians to think a little differently. It's too bad you don't have a a way of educating the public to know which physicians are using that and not. It seems like it should be a no brainer. <laughs> well, we, we I know we have considered that. We've kicked it around. Uh, you know, consumer marketing is a whole different animal. So, um, but yeah, I think if 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 you're going in for uh, bypass surgery, open heart surgery, and uh, you know the goal is to revascularize your heart, you'd like to have some indication that they've actually completed what they set out to do, and have some measurement, to, some quantitative measurement to know that they were they actually did it. So um, I think anyone that went I in for surgery would want this device used. Well, I can I can assure you that if I have to have that done, Mike, I'm going to be calling you up and I'm going to be asking you which which surgeons utilize that device. Yep, I, I will lead you to the right surgeon. I can I can assure you that. I know we're we're coming to the end of our time uh, today, but uh, uh, is there anything you'd like to add to the conversation? Something we've we've missed? Uh, something? You want the audience to know about MediStim or uh, the your your system out there? Well, uh, yeah, all I could say is you know what's what's really driving our growth is we have a a really uh, great organization. I've worked for other organizations across the uh, in European in in Europe that have been a challenge and there's been a disconnect. But this organization has a great team. Uh, I have a great team in the U.S. and. You know, what we're looking for uh, is to help our patients and our employees, but we, we look for a couple of things. You know, we look for quality in, in everything we do. We're looking for innovation, but, you know, we're really looking for courage because, as I mentioned, we, we need surgeons to be courageous, to do something different. We need 
our organization and our sales force to be able to provoke surgeons and be courageous in that aspect. But, um, you know, it, we, ha- we have a great team and uh, that's what's really driving our business now is, is having a great team and, and centered around the customer. And, you know, we're having fun doing it, but we're also bringing some value to our customers and to our patients and, and, and internally to the rest of our organization. So, you know, it, it all revolves having a great team. We have a good strategic uh, leader and, and focus in our business. And, you know, it's it's a joy to to work and represent this company. Well, it's good. But hopefully, hopefully, our conversation today will will help out in that that process, educating the public and educating the the surgeons more. But, Mike, I'd like to thank you for your time today. Uh, and again, if there's anything else you'd like to to add, but uh, uh, can't can't thank you enough. And maybe we'll do a. I'm going to reserve the right to maybe do a follow-up in in about six months and 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 see how things have changed and thing how things are going. Eric, I appreciate it, and I've enjoyed the opportunity to talk about this. You bet. Thanks, and have a have a great day, Mike. Thank you, Eric. You too. Bye. been listening to med jabber and jabber talks if you like what you just heard tell your friends to go to medjabber.com and subscribe until next time we wish a life of freedom contribution and satisfaction